0: episode 12 get out of here satan what up everybody let's start off with a quick moment of prayer close your eyes and bow your head for me dear god we just welcome you into this time god We welcome the holy spirit into our hearts god and ask that you would guide us however you see fit lord we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the chance to glorify your word. And we thank you for the chance to even be in your presence, God. It truly is an honor to be able to even talk to you, God. And Lord, I pray that whoever is listening tonight would just hear your word, hear your truth, and hear your love, Lord Jesus. I pray that we would come from a, p- a place of love with the right heart posture. Just caring for your lost children and caring for your children that may not be as close with you as they need to be or as they want to be, God. I pray that you would really connect with somebody tonight and really reach at their hearts, God. Continue knocking at their door, and I pray that they would answer. In your almighty name I pray, amen. Yes, uh, all right. So tonight we're going to start off, we're talking about um, just the idea of a firm foundation. And as a a believer, as a follower of Christ, we're called to have our life built on Jesus. You know, that's got to be the rock on which we stand. Like, there's a lot of songs about it. Uh-oh, early shout out TC. Yes sir. Yes, sir. Now, but just as Christians were called to to just truly have our life built on Jesus, you know, that's got to be the the foundation, the building blocks, you know, and, and just relating it to a building, you know, like a uh, the foundation's got to be strong so that when the storm comes or or whenever it gets old or any anything it faces, the foundation is what's going to hold it together. And that's the idea of our faith. You know, Jesus is that foundation that when life hits hard or when we're in the faith for a long time and we start to get comfortable or complacent and things aren't, aren't being checked up on as much as they should, you know, Jesus is going to keep that building standing tall. Jesus is going to keep us standing tall as believers and as men of God and women of God. And so where I I get this idea from, uh, you know, the rock, It's um, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 29. And I'm just going to read it real quick, you know, so we speak truth. You know, that's our goal. We're speaking the truth, which is God's word. God is truth. So it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew. Beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as teachers of the law. So basically, he wants us to be wise, and the only wisdom true wisdom is god god's word and so when we're building our house on god's word we're building our life on god's word that's the rock you know and the rock through the storm is going to stay strong but the the fool he says you know like the dude who's not very wise who's trying to go on his own own plan his own will his own way trying to shortcut things is going to build it on the sand and you know what happens when water hits sand you know It spreads out, falls apart. It's like a sandcastle getting hit by a wave, you know. It's like it's not going to hold up the same as a house of uh, rock would be, you know what I mean. So that's just a little analogy that we got to use for our faith, you know, because when we're truly walking in alignment with God's will, when we're truly trying our best just to be in pursuit of Jesus and our motives are truly just to please and honor God, that's when we're going to stand firm, you know, that's when we're going to stand tall against any adversity, any trials, any storms, you know. But when we try to lean on our own understanding, that's when we're going to fall. That's when everything's going to collapse in front of us. And sometimes we might need that in our life, you know, like I know for me personally, I had to hit that rock bottom. I had to have everything fall apart for me to really understand that, look, my way is not going to work. My will is It's stupid, honestly, you know, like my will gets me nowhere but in trouble with things falling apart and everything crashing down. And then when I'm not rooted in God, it just it's up to me to handle everything. But now as walking into the faith, you know, standing firm, having that foundation built slowly but surely, I've noticed that even when the storm comes, even when things do fall or, or, you know, unexpected things happen that I don't really like or that I wouldn't want. I know that it's God's plan and it's God's will. And I know that I'm not alone through it. I have the forever comfort and peace of God that he only can give me. And I also have been blessed with such a strong group of men and women of Christ who will lift me up, who who will hold me accountable, who will hold me hold me there in that place of, of of just surrender, you know, where I'm like, look, I have no control of this situation. The storms are going to come. I can't control that. But look, I've got a God who loves me, and I've got a community of people who are going to love me and uplift me through it all. So that's just kind of where we're going to run with it. And we're going to touch on both sides, you know, having the firm foundation, the house built on rock, and also the house built on sand.
1: Appreciate that. That's a nice jump into this topic. Um, I definitely can speak on... First, I kind of want to, I guess, go into what it means to actually abide in Christ, because I think... You could kind of hear that and then just, what does that actually mean, abiding in Christ? And the best thing that I've heard is this guy, Francis, and he talks about, like, uh, this guy, Fra- Francis Chan, the guy we always, yeah, yeah, the guy we always talk about, the same dude, yeah. But he he describes abiding in Christ as a baby in a womb is, like, you're, you know, whatever that whatever that would be like, you know, like, you're you're protected and you're loved and you're surrounded by Christ, you know, and I guess what that would look like in my life is if, if I'm really, I think it would more or less come out in my behaviors, you know, like if I truly feel in my heart and if in my mind and how I'm thinking and everything like that is somebody who abides in Christ, it's like, you know, when I see evil, it's it's not a, i don't have judgment right my my first instinct is is love and helping right and you know if i uh if i do evil i feel guilty and i feel you know i feel a uh sense of conviction about it and uh i want to change and then become better right because where my home is where i'm truly living is is in christ and it's kind of how i've said it before is like where my true home actually is where i feel the best and where i feel the safest and where i feel like myself, is when I'm in Christ. Um, You know, I've talked about Adam and Eve, right? God created us to live in Eden, and in Eden we're always with God. And then the sin happens, and we're no longer given that anymore. But the intentional, intentional design for human beings was to be with God, right? And so the reason we have all this pain, suffering, war, and everything that we have today is because we were condemned because of Adam and Eve, and we no longer now... It goes from you're given the gift of being with God to now you work, like you now have have a work, and then it went from a work, right? Because they're promised that Jesus is going to come, and it went from the the law and the action to now faith, where I abide in Christ, you know. And so, I can even say this too when I when like the hour a day thing, and it's it's said a lot in church, is something I I definitely personally need to work on. But there's there's this thing they say, like, how much time you spend your day at work chasing after a bag, how much time you spend, you know, maybe at the gym trying to grow your muscles or trying to look good, trying to hit on some shorties, you know, we have fun, so we do other stuff. Like, he's like, how much time in your life that you spend not, div- like, intentionally spending time with God, reading scripture, doing whatever you're supposed to be doing, and you can't give one hour to God a day, Right. And I can say this that when I do give that one hour right like when I do honestly, it's not even giving it's just getting like getting to have that one hour with god you know, like It's truly like my favorite and I wish that I made more time for it I don't like i I stay so busy and it's not that it's all some of it's a lot of it's service and stuff like that But I do spend a lot of I mean I spent eight hours at work and I do know that like a part of abiding in Christ is sitting with his word and then sitting in prayer you know where like I literally just spend I can spend you know an hour where I'm reading scripture and then I'm praying about what I read and before I read it I'm praying before I read it and it's just this constant back and forth conversation where God's telling me things and then I'm, I'm meditating and I'm contemplating on what I read and I'm kind of having this conversation with God and that that's the best right that's when like God is in me and I'm in God right you know, like that, that's really what it is too, and that's kind of one thing that I think is so cool, is, right? Is that we talk about abiding in Christ, and then we can also talk about the Holy Spirit that abides in us. So God, not only do we live in God, but God lives inside of us, which is like, that's deep, you know. And I can't really go deep into that, but definitely, I think that's uh, I think that's so cool, right? Our God is powerful, that's for sure. He's He's glorious.
0: Our God is power. Yes, sir. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. Nah, but what I was just thinking about, you know, like, when Chris was talking about it taking it to, like, a real-world application, you know, it's like, think about if you're, if you're a true, like, follower, like, you, you've accepted Jesus in your heart and you, you are on your grind to pursue that relationship with him, think about, like, how you face adversity right now, you know? Like, what does that look like for you? Are you at peace or are you stressing? Are you in fear or are you in confidence? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the reality we got to look at, bro. And then also, if if you're new to the faith or if you're not there yet, like, think about what, what happens when, when life gets hard. Like, what do you run to? What is your comfort? What are you, what are you filling that hole with? You know, because I know for me, I tried to fill that hole with so many different things for a long time. And I never ended up satisfied. I just wanted more and more and more. I kept searching in the wrong places. And if I would have just put in half the work I put in trying to fill those holes in the world, and I would have just devoted that time to God, trying to truly seek God, like, the outcome would have been insane, bro. And I'm so grateful for the grace that God has because he let me walk through that, you know? And not only did he walk, let me walk through that, like, he was right there with me. He just knew I was a hard-headed idiot who needed to to face those tough times and realize, like, look, bro, I cannot do this on my own, you know. I'm that building that's falling down the minute the wind blows, you know, cuz it's just like me myself I'm I'm weak, you know what I'm saying? Our finite self is nothing compared to the infinite power of God, you know. And that was that was just such like a, a eye-opening realization that like, look, bro, like there's this God up there who loves me so much that not only is he, is he providing for me and protecting me through the nonsense I put myself in. He's given me a way out no matter how far in I've gotten, no matter how deep I am, no matter how I could be the eye of the hurricane, bro. And if I truly surrender to him, if I truly just give it all to him, he can deliver me. And that's the thing. It's not going to always look how I want it to look like his deliverance is completely up to him. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to look different for everybody. So I don't want anyone to get. Of like false hope or false expectation That like oh I'm going through A hard time right now so I'm going to turn my life over To God I'm going to start building that foundation And everything's going to be perfect life is going to Get crystal clear it's going to be nothing but Sunshine and rainbows in my life because the storm has gone the rainbow popped up No bro like we're called To suffer you know That like God sent his son Jesus down to suffer To sacrifice his life for us Don't you think he expected Us to also go through some stuff But it's not just for no reason, you know, it's for him to see, like, are we going to lean on him? Are we going to choose him? Or are we going to go back to our own selfish, finite ways? And I found myself in that situation so many times, whether that was before God or with God, you know what I mean? Where something hard comes up, you know, like, say, like, me, which is not even hard. Like, my problems today are so small, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm stressed out because... Had a hard day at work, and then I gotta go serve at the church, and then my girl's mad at me because I did something stupid. Like look how, look how, look how. That is like a meaningless problem. That's a real like first world problem. You know what I'm saying? There's some people going through some real stuff out there, but I let my emotions take control. You know, I I step away from the idea that this is God's will, God's timing, God's perfect will will always prevail on Earth as it does in Heaven. You know, I step away from that because. I don't like what's going on, you know, and then it's me. I'm stepping out of the foundation and I'm stepping back into the sand, you know. And before you know it, the longer I spend in the sand, I'm going to start sinking. I'm going to start falling apart. And all that stuff I worked so hard for is going to slowly slip away. And that's all because of my own doing. But God, in his beautiful grace, he just wants us to come back to him. No matter how far we step off the foundation, he wants us to come back to him, to repent, which is simply just turning around, turning back to him facing him, you know, and then when, when we do that, bro, that's the first step, we got to take that first step, that one building block, you know, like, there, it take it takes work to build a foundation, you know, it's not just like, boom, at the snap of the fingers, there's the foundation, no, it's going to take some hard work, it's going to take some labor, it's going to take us getting in service, getting out of ourselves, you know, because the more I'm in myself, I'm not building no foundation, I'm just, I'm just tearing stuff up, you know, and, It was a little bit discouraging at first because it's like man i'm doing all this stuff and i'm really trying to seek god but where's the foundation because the storms keep coming and i don't feel no peace i don't feel no like love i don't feel no protection like and it, it made me think like man maybe i i'm i'm too deep in the sand like i can't build the rock you know but then i realized like i'm trying to do everything you know, like I'm trying to control these situations and I'm trying to figure out the best way I can work this stuff out. When in reality, all he wants me to do is just turn it over to him, you know, and, and that's the hardest thing for for us to do, bro. It's because like our, our brain almost can't understand it. We can't conceptualize it. You know, I want, I want a strategic plan to get out of the, the storm I'm in, but we're never going to understand understand God or his way or his will, you know, and it's like the Proverbs verse it's uh 3 proverbs 3 is that the one that's like lean on don't lean on your own understanding lean lean on his it's on so, it's something like that i'm gonna i'm going loosely loosely quote it you know what i'm saying but it's basically just telling us don't lean on our own understanding you know what i'm saying cuz it's like we will never understand god that's the beautiful mystery he's given us but we what we need to understand is faith and a fire thing i heard this week bro it was like faith is knowing that he can and believing that he will you know so whatever situation you're in you have to know that god can deliver you from it but not only that like you have to believe that he will and it's not going to look how you want to unfortunately you know like sometimes we're going to walk through long hard seasons but as long as we have that foundation you know that faith knowing that he can and will deliver us from this And we have people around us that are lifting us up, you know, because sometimes as humans, we need that little extra push. We need that that physical love, you know, like sometimes our spirit is weak. But if the body of Christ is strong, it makes up for that, you know, and and that's not because the Holy Spirit is not with you. It's just simply because it's a constant battle between ourself and the spirit, the flesh and the spirit. And that's every day, all day, even as much as I love God, bro, I still constantly battle the flesh. Cause I'm, I'm selfish to the root, you know, and I want things to go my way. But the minute I start to turn back to God, bro, and I start to lean on that foundation that has been built over this past, I'd say, year and a half, I start to see, like, wow, when I just stand on Him, when I stand firm, aligned with that cross, bro, things always go way better. And even when they don't, I feel better because I know that it's God's good
1: and perfect will, and His will will always prevail. Yeah, and that's fire. And so, kind of how Wally, he's he's bringing up uh, how he's bringing up the the flesh the flesh aspect of things. You know, I'm no theologian, but just from reading the Bible and what I've gathered, and honestly, if there's really smart people in the Bible who who are listening, most of the people who are listening know me or Wally. So just let us know if we ever say anything that's not accurate. And next week we'll come back on here. You know, and if it's proof in the Bible that something we say was inaccurate, let us know because we'll come back on here and, you know, tell people that this is the truth. Because as humans, I think we will say things sometimes that aren't 100% accurate. But as far as what I've gathered from the Bible is that, right, there's something this dude told me one time, right? And he said, he said, if if the devil was our, our biggest enemy, then when Jesus came here, he would have ended the devil and we would have had no more problems. But that's not what he did. He sacrificed his body. On a cross and took all of our sin And then went away And he said it's because In his belief he believes that Humans Right we are evil right Like f- from our very first creation right Going all the way back to Adam Right we we are In our nature we've been evil And then throughout all of history right Even Moses is a sinner right He, he kills somebody at a river I can't remember the exact story Right, but before Moses goes off and does all these great things, right, with God, right, that God does through him, he uh, he's, he's, he, he he killed someone for, like, a horribly wrong reason, and then he tried to hide it, and then, I, like, one of the princes, I can't remember the freaking thing. I need to get better at Old Testament, but we've always been sinners, right? And so the way I see it is that when Jesus came here, he died in the flesh, and so that our flesh could be made pure, Right, and then when he comes again, his second coming, he's gonna kill evil, right? He's gonna kill Satan, so we have the opportunity to kill our own flesh, right? That's what the Bible talks about a bunch is you know, sacrificing my flesh, you know, like dying to self, right? I can kill myself, right? As in, that sounds crazy if you're not a Christian. I'm not literally killing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not, you kill that the selfishness, right? I kill my selfishness, and I have that only because Christ went through everything that a human goes through in in God form, right? And defeated all of it and then with that Holy Spirit that is Jesus right now, I have the opportunity to kill my flesh. I've been over this before. But Satan's still on this earth and he's still the prince of this world, right? And so Satan still will get into my head and I still have my evil flesh, right? because the holy Sp- I'm not the holy Sp- I'm not Jesus at the end of the day and then I lean into it and then my flesh takes back over and then it's this spiraling downward where all the evil comes back and I go back into my old ways and yeah I think you see a lot of that in Galatians where uh Peter and uh Paul like in and cuz even in Peter's writings right a lot of it is them talking about don't go back fall back into your old your old self basically you're you're born again new in Christ right and I think we all as Christians fall back in our old ways you know But my only way, right, is abiding in Christ. And so I guess what I would say is like how I was saying before, right, is that my true happiness is when I abide in God and when God abides in me, right? And Francis said it today. He said, I prayed for grace. Um, He said, I prayed for grace. And because he said it's because it's truly grace is what's going to bring me that peace, right? Because I am evil. It's the grace of God that, you know he loves me so much that he's doing for me what I can't do for myself. You know, and then his. So I pray for his grace that he would get rid of my selfishness, not because I can be glorified by man, but because God can be glorified through me. You know, and I know that's my true happiness. Something I wanted to read is. Uh, so I read it before in Matthew. It's do not be anxious, and that's in Matthew Matthew six, very bottom. I think of Matthew six. Um the very end of Matthew six is do not be anxious. And in Luke it's also in there. And this is Luke twelve twenty-two is where that one starts. But I just want to read the end of it. And it says, uh, fear not little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so I read that because even in like, when we talk, because while I was kind of talking about fear a little bit, we should only fear God. And I feel like it's been misconstrued or whatever. Like we should fear God if we're not living as God wants us to live. If we're, you know, if we're doing sinful actions or if we don't have the Holy Spirit, Because that means if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we're enemies of God. that's the worst enemy you could possibly have, right? Once you get the Holy Spirit, once you're living a holy life, once you're you're being made new through Christ, right? Then it's like, okay, God is now a friend, right? Jesus says he becomes your friend. And when that happens, I should not have fear of the world, you know, like... I think, like, for me, it's, like, I get so afraid of things of the world, right? I'm afraid I don't make enough money or that I'm not. A very common thing, and I've been hearing it a lot, is I'm not where I think I should be, right? And for young people listening, right, I've heard that a lot of times. Like, I think I should be farther along. I think even if you're older, right, like, even if you're in your 40s or 30s, it's, like, you always think you should be farther along than you are. And the honest God's truth is that it doesn't matter where you're on this earth, right? Right. It doesn't matter who has the biggest car. I told Wally, I was working on yachts today. It's, It's disgusting, to be honest with you. The fact that there was a lady and she has a freaking bedspread and it's made of 12 foxes. They killed, this lady killed 12 foxes so she could have a bedspread. In a way, like, only thing I can see you can go online and look up these charities of these people. And if you donate a hundred dollars to some of these charities, they get a well in their, in their tribes or wherever they're at in like Africa and India and all these countries, it's a hundred dollars. You donate it one time, they get a well, their whole community gets a well and they have clean drinking water. You could have like with $10,000, know how many wells you could put up so that people can actually live and drink clean water. You know how Wally's saying like, so it's like, my whole thing is, like, I'm afraid about what I do and I don't have. And it's, like, I should only be caring about the kingdom of heaven, right? Is caring about God's kids, caring about, you know, his people and everything like that, you know? Advancing God's kingdom is, like, the big thing. Um, We're stressed out in America. And my last thing I'm going to say is just a stupid statistic. I know this is supposed to be about abiding in Christ, but I think we're just flowing in whatever direction God's carrying it. I tell this to like a lot of people because people don't realize this. We're so close-minded in America. It's a statistic fact that if you make $36,000 a year, you're in the top 1% of the entire world's wealth. So if you make $36,000 a year, you're a 1%er. Our average, our median salary in America is $75,000 a year. So that means our median person is is in the 1% and to be in the poverty level in America is in the $30,000 range. So if you're if you're in poverty, you're making $30,000 a year and you think you're broke and it's only because you're looking at other people around you, but you're actually in the top 1%. And if you look at other countries, if you look at countries, Israel, Italy, Germany, countries that you might think are are like America and rich like we do, look up the salaries that they make. It, it, it ranges from about, their median salaries go from like $18,000 to $30,000, right? And I just say that because it's like we're so stressed out and we're so closed minded here in America. And we're so, you know, I think like, you know, devout on I need the bigger house. I need to be, you know, it's keeping up with the Joneses, you know. My last name is Jones. That's, that's such a lit saying, though. But keeping up with yeah, I'll try to keep up with me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But that's is really what it can, comes down to, you know, and it's like none of that matters. I should be storing up riches in heaven. That's what I should focus on. That's what I should care about. Is that that kingdom advancement, and that's it.
0: Dang, boy, drop the mic. Fill me with conviction, too, bro. Sheesh. It's real, real, bro. It's so tough, bro, because it's it's almost impossible to not compare yourself to the next man, you know? And something I'm starting to see is that just comparison, bro, is a silent killer, bro, because comparison is so rooted in pride and envy and greed and idolatry you know you see that person with the nice car and the nice house and the good job and the happy family and so quick are you wanting to jump into that that you're just missing out on your calling you know and it's like wherever god has you right now is not by mistake you know what i mean like he is doing he's f- fulfilling his plan in your life you know like wherever we are is on purpose and for purpose you know and that that can be so it's Way easier said than done, bro. Cause it's like a lot of times I'm like, God, I don't know why I'm where I'm at. You know, like, am I doing enough? Am I not? Am Am I doing too too much? You know, cause I'm trying to lean on my own understanding, but it's really it's like the beauty is in the unknown, you know. And that's what God is. He's He's this power that we'll never be able to comprehend. But the more we try to just give our life to Him, bro, that's when the the miracles start to flow, you know. And that's the true miracle is being a, a Christian is a, a true ambassador because that's what we're called to be we're, we're called to be ambassadors of the kingdom you know we're truly called to like represent to to not sell the kingdom but to push the kingdom to advance the kingdom in every 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 minute we have you know what i'm saying what do you say? heaven crowded. yes sir we're called to make heaven crowded bro like we're we're literally recruits bro we're recruiting others bro to, to come join us in this beautiful eternity that we'll have in heaven as long as we walk according to his will. And we're not always going to do that, but the number one way we can truly walk according to his will is acknowledging the sacrifice that Jesus made and truly believing that he died on that cross for us and rose three days later, you know, and that sacrifice right there. You know, if you don't know what sacrifice is, just look up Jesus's death. And that's the definition of it. So for me, I try to put it in perspective of it's like, oh, I got all these things I could complain about or I could just switch it to gratitude. I could be grateful for all the opportunities God has given me to just try to advance his kingdom, you know, because by my stats, bro, in no way do I deserve to be in this this position. You know what I'm saying? In no way am I qualified. But God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called like that boy Pastor Ralph said last week, bro, and that's so fire. I've been trying to run with that all week, bro because it's like on a day-to-day basis, bro, like most of the people that I am in contact with, bro, they know me for a while, you know? And so they've seen like the old me and then the the new creation in Christ that God has made me, you know? And that's only by his glory because if I was defined by my past or defined by my sins, bro, I would be nothing, bro. i will be garbage. i will be worse than the bums and the tweakers under the bridge, bro. I would they would have to make a whole new bridge just for me, you know, like literally, bro. It's, it's crazy. It's so beautiful to see the the way God moves in your life if you just let Him, you know, if you just truly surrender your thinking and your ways and your actions to God, bro, and and, and just let Jesus take the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Like it's such a cheesy saying and it's a corny song, but bro, it's real. Like like when you're when you're trying to drive the car, bro, you're gonna crash over and over and over when you just step into the passenger seat, bro, and let God drive, life is going to be beautiful in a way that you could never understand or explain. And you're going to start to experience that, and you're going to want to share that with other people. And it's going to suck sometimes, bro, because, like, you're trying to explain the glory that it is to live this life, the fulfillment you feel, like, the love you feel in your heart, the just warm embrace that's always around you if you call on it. Like, that's truly what God is, bro. He just wants to love you. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to just always be like he's always with us bro because he's god he's omnipresent bro he's omnipresent which means he's everywhere at all times like even if you don't know god bro he's with you even if you're trying to refuse god or walk away from god he's with you and he sees you through it all and it, he's not judging you bro he's loving you you know what i'm saying the judgment doesn't come until the end till we dead so while you alive bro like i would really just encourage you to make the most of it you know and that doesn't mean every single person listening has to go build a church and be a missionary, it just means, bro, you have to just be willing to be obedient, you know what I'm saying, open your mind and open your heart to what God's will is, you know, and it's going to look different for everybody, and that's the thing, too, like, we're talking about comparison in the world, but it's also easy to compare, like, compare others in faith, you know, like, when you see the pastor up on stage, and, and you, like, man i wish i could be a pastor which i do all the time bro the pastor anytime the pastors talk to me about all something bro the like they're like yo i was thinking about this and thinking about that and i'm like oh you want me to get the message oh you want me to be a pastor no bro <laughs> <That's> like <laughs> if it's god's will it's gonna happen one day i might be up on stage but what's more important is what i'm doing right now you know i'm build, i'm building right now we're in the we're in the process of building the foundation so that if i do ever get the beautiful opportunity to be in a a position of like a pastor or like start a church or whatever god has for me bro then i'll be prepared because when the foundation is laid and you start building on it and building on it you're protected you're safe you know what i'm saying that's what we're trying to get across bro like the beginning is going to be the hardest because you don't know what you're doing and you don't know why you're doing it but you just have to trust it bro you just have to have a little bit of faith just walk in faith like it it's it what is this walk by faith not by sight You know, we're not always going to understand what we're seeing. And we don't even really need to see it, bro. Like, there's, just by walking obediently to God, bro, you don't know whose life you're impacting. You know, it could be the person that you saw one time four months ago, bro, and something you said to them is still resonating in their head. They're still thinking about that one way you showed love or that one act of kindness or just that one little uplifting word that you have for them, bro, because we're in a dark world, bro. Like, it's truly we're at war with, with evil, bro, with sin. We're in a dark time and shout out TC and just those little things, bro, go such a long way in people's lives, you know? And, and I, I really, I appreciate it, bro. Whenever someone just does something like out of love, bro, it's like, dang, like I don't deserve that, but look, they still did it. And that's, that's how God is for us. Like we're never going to deserve his love. We're never going to be worthy of his love. But he loves us so much. He looks past all that and just sees us for the beautiful creation we are. You know what I'm saying? And he just wants us to walk in that faith and to, to be in in that safety of, of his salvation. You know what I'm saying? Because he wants the best for us. God never wants to put us in a dark situation, you know, because what we may see as dark could be the light, bro. It could be insanely bright to God, you know, like it was talking about in Corinthians. I was reading 1 Corinthians this week. Um... And it was just talking about, like, the w- most wise thought of man is foolish to God. And even the foolishness of God is greater than any wisdom on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy to even think, like, the foolishness of God. What does that even look like, bro? Like, I really, when I get up there, i be like, so what, you a funny guy? And I know, I know you're a funny guy, bro, because he's, he's shown in, in my life, bro, like, some funny stuff. Like, I was literally at uh, CVS one day, bro, and I was super praying, bro, about about help with the lust, you know, just, just keeping my eyes focused on God, not looking at no no shorties, not looking at nothing I shouldn't be looking at, right? And sure enough, I'm walking out of CVS, and um, one of his beautiful creations will walk by, and I, I looked, bro, and sure enough, I trip, I kicked my freshly restored bread 11s, bro, I kicked the curb and scuffed them beyond repair. I looked Silence. up, bro, <laughs> I looked up at the sky and I said, ah, you got me, you're you're a funny guy, bro. Ah. <laughs> but look, look. I could look at that as, as God's wrath, or I could, well, it probably was a little bit of both, but it was him just like, you know, being a funny guy. You're a funny guy sometimes. Like someone told me like one time, like don't take yourself so serious, bro. I got a funny God. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it like that, you know, because a lot of times we see God as just this like, or not we, like, I know a lot of people who have some, some deeply rooted issues with the idea of God because of of past experiences with people, but they just see this, like, vengeful, wrath-seeking God who's just, like, striking people with lightning and dropping them in pits of snakes and all this crazy stuff, but in reality, bro, like, he loves you, bro. He just, he just wants to love you. Now, he could do that, so don't play with him. Don't test him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is power, bro. He's, The definition of power so whatever he sees fit he's gonna do but at the same time we just gotta we gotta really be rooted in that love you know because he wants us to love him and love others and that's where the growth comes that's where the miracle
1: comes yes sir no and just talking about just because we were talking about the storm and i guess you can relate it to the sand right how your house is built and everything like that it's, like, so common, and if you're not familiar with, with the Bible, there's a story in the Bible, and it's it's Jesus has his disciples on a boat, and then it starts to, like, storm, and these are fishermen, and they're freaking out, like, save us, do you not care if we die? That's literally what they say to Jesus, like, do you not care if we die? And Jesus is on the boat, and he's he's sleeping, like, he's so not stressed about it, you know, just, just chilling, and then... Jesus kind of gets up and ye of little faith. Like that's yeah. That boy that boy yeah he he hits that ye of little faith <laughs> like so many times, man. And uh but he gets up and then just stops. Like he makes all the he, he just commands everything to stop. And then the disciples are like, who is this who can command the winds and the rains to stop? Right? Like they're still not fully there that like this is literally the son of, son of God, right? Like he's been here before any of them since eternity and right. He's always been right. Like whatever. But anyway, so the whole thing behind that is like my faith in this storm, right? Maybe Jesus is sleeping. Maybe I don't feel his presence because he's so unworried and so faithful in me that I'm going to, I trust him that he's going to get me through it, whether he's sleeping or not. You know, sometimes I'm in those hard times and I'm praying and I'm like, are you even listening to me right now? Like, do you even care about me? Do you care if I die, God? Like, you know, I, I can relate to the to the apostles in so many ways, you know, and I, I really, they're just human like me. I, I have occasionally put people in the Bible on pedestals, right? But at the end of the day, I'm like, I could have just as easily, you know, been picked as they could because I definitely, I relate in all the ways, right? Like, I definitely realized I was a sinner when I came to Jesus. I realized I had so many problems. I felt like the outcast. I was the sick, more mentally than physically, still mentally, <laughs> a lot mentally sick, right? But, and, and uh, I still struggle with my faith, even though Jesus is walking right next to me, you know, you know? And so I think getting to the point where it's like, I truly and 100% always believe in him, even if he's sleeping on the boat when I'm in the storm, right? That I can just say like, oh, it's, you know, like God's, God has a plan for the end of this, Right. Even if the, at the end of the storm, their whole purpose of this boat ride anyway, is just to get to another Island, right? Even if that's the whole purpose of my storm is just to get to the next Island, you know, not even the grand, the grand, whatever is supposed to happen. Right. But just trusting in God's will. That's like one thing I've been on is, is just, thy will be done. That's my prayer. That, that's a full prayer right there. Right there. It's thy will be done. Four words, right? Thy will be done. You know, and I I say it throughout my day because, you know, I get in the mindset that I should be, honestly, I get in more of the mindset of, like, I should be more, how Wally's saying, I should be the pastor. I should be, my big thing that I've been on, my my thing has been, like, I should be in China in the underground church getting persecuted, which is a little bit more extreme than, uh, I think, pastor, right? But honestly, dude, I, I wouldn't be ready. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't be ready. I wouldn't be, if I went, yeah, that's crazy, dude. I want to go, I just said that's better than pastoring. That's crazy, dude. Oh, yeah, that was bad. But, the, so there you go, like, right. And so then I'm like, and then I'll be at my job, and I'm just literally, like, freaking fixing an engine, or, like, I'll be at, like, a, you know, I don't know, but just doing some stupid, lame stuff from, like, I'm like, dude, this is not, like, I don't feel like it's kingdom advancement. And so the thing I've been telling myself is that I will be done is like God want, like God had me born in this country with the family that I had. He kn- he knitted me in my mom's womb. You know, he put the friends around me that I have. He put the people that were in my life. God has really like orchestrated my whole life. So thy will be done is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in this exact moment. And then really, truly believing it. And then like continually like saying it throughout the day. There's a book called Sermon on the Mount, and in that book, he talks about how prayer literally actually changes, changes your mind. And so, Thy will be done, just saying it constantly and contemplating on what that means for me in my life, and then, right? Because just saying Thy will be done wouldn't be enough, but when I say Thy will be done, and I think about it in my life, like God's will for me today was waking up at five thirty and not getting home till eight o'clock because I was at a job. You know, like that was His will, and I. I know he had me exactly where he wanted me to be for whatever reason that I don't know, right? And then where I'll be at tonight, right, it will be God's will as well. And then being okay with that, you know, trusting in him rather than in myself, right? Like kind of how Wally was saying.
0: Yeah, that's fire. I'm I'm glad you brought up that Sermon on the Mount thing because I, I found this, bro, this fire website, bro. It's called faithchapel.org. Bro, it was stupid fire. I sent it to Chris. I know he didn't read it because if he did, he would be hyped. I'm even talking about it, but... It was just like, bro, it was like a, a playbook, bro, of walking by faith. And it specifically talking about what we're talking about tonight, like it leaned heavily on the, the Matthew 7, 24 to 29 that I read earlier um, about the rock versus the sand. And it's crazy. Shout out Holy Spirit, bro, because crazy that Chris said the Sermon on the Mount. Um, because this thing says... Jesus' teaching on the Sermon on the Mount cut through the hopelessness of the law and gave us understandable reasons to live and obey. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when he got done with the Sermon on the Mount, he had just, he just laid us out exactly how we are to walk accordingly to God's will and not to be rule followers and not to focus so much on the do's and don'ts, but to just focus on the love, you know, to truly walk in that love because it says, like, God blesses those who live by faith by these godly priorities, and those priorities are to first love God, and then others, and to honor God, and and live according to his will, and like Chris was talking about, thy will be done, it's like, bro, in those times, in those situations where we don't know what's about to happen, or we don't know what's supposed to happen, we simply just say the prayer of thy will be done, and in that moment, boom, it's taken care of, it's taken care of in the idea that the kingdom will always prevail, bro. The kingdom will always be advanced because God is greater than any situation, any struggle, any storm we walk through. He made the storm for a reason, you know, don't think it was no mistake or no accident, whatever you're walking through, you know, like when I was in the middle of the storm about two years ago, bro, I had no idea why I was there. I mean, I knew what had led up to it, bro. Like clearly I was conscious of the actions I had took and the mistakes I had made, But I was, like, so full of pride and so full of self-pity that I was like, oh, God, like, why is this happening to me? Don't I deserve more? Like, if I'm really your chosen son, no, bro, like, no, I, there's consequences to your actions, you know what I'm saying? And God's not just going to wipe away the the consequences, you know what I'm saying? He's going to let you walk through those actions, and he's going to be there with you, but there's also going to be consequences, you know, like we said the other week. Shout out uh, Pastor Ralph as well. You can choose the, the sin. You can't choose the consequence, you know? And so it's like we we have been given the way. That's what Jesus was talking about. When he came to this earth, he was showing us the way to walk, the way to live, the way to, to glorify God in everything we do, you know? Like we have a prime example of that, and all it takes is us diving into his word. All it takes is, is opening our hearts to that relationship, you know? Like me and Chris were talking about earlier, like sometimes – when we're trying to pray, it's like we don't really feel, you know what I'm saying? We don't really feel that presence because sometimes our heart's not in the right place and we're just saying words. We're just saying words to the wall. We're just down on our hands and knees talking to the floor because our heart is not aligned with his cross. Our heart has to be aligned with Jesus Christ because God's going to hear our prayers and he loves that we're talking to him. But for them to really hit with him, bro, they have to be coming from that place of love that he wants us to have. You know, he wants us to pray because we love him and we want to talk to him. He doesn't want us to just pray to just bring him all these requests we have and then say, all right, God, peace. I'll see you later. Appreciate it. Like, hopefully this works. No, he wants us to come with the faith that his will will always prevail. Thy will be done. And that's that's the most beautiful thing about it, bro. It's like, because I've seen both sides, bro. Like, even this week, bro, I've been, I've been praying a lot more, but then I had to stop and realize, like, am i just saying words cuz i feel like i need to check the box like oh haven't prayed in 3 hours need to pray like no i i heard that you don't have to pray for hours but there shouldn't be an hour you don't pray you know what i'm saying and some pastors said that i'll i I'll would I'll give him credit if i remembered but i don't remember but i don't have to pray Probably Francis Chan. Shout out, Francis Chan. If you want to tune into another podcast, Crazy Love Podcast is a great option. (laughs) But I don't have to pray for hours, but there shouldn't be an hour in the day where I don't pray. We are called to be in relationship with Jesus. And the only way we keep a relationship going is being in communication with him. You know, like, sure, you could have that friend that you, like, grew up with. And like you don't got, you don't talk to dude for three years, but then you see him and it's like nothing ever changed. Like yeah, God's gonna be there for those three years, but He wants you to speak to Him on the on a daily, on an hourly, on a on a the, whenever your heart puts it, whenever you feel it on your heart, when the Holy Spirit Spirit puts it on your heart to talk to Him. We're called to be obedient and talk to Him. You know, like there's some moments where I could be feeling great, bro, and the Holy Spirit's like, "Are you gonna thank God?" And I'm like, ah. Ah, all right, all right. God. Hey, appreciate it, God. I knew you would come through. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, like, the sad reality of it because I'm up. Everything good. I'm lit. So I'm like, ah, appreciate it, God. That's it. But then when I'm down, I'm on my knees, hands and knees, <laughs> like, face down, bro. Like, like literally, like, about to cry, like, tears falling down my cheek like I'm Drake, bro. Like, help me, God. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, he, he's glad I'm calling on him now, but he's like, Look, bro, are you just using me, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you just, like, using me like a life raft, you know what I'm saying? He don't want to be the life raft. He want to be the boat, and he want to drive me through those waves, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes they're going to crash hard, bro, and it's going to hurt, and you're going to feel emotions, but we're not responsible for our emotions, you know? We're responsible for our action, and no matter what we're feeling, prayer is always the best action, bro. Prayer first, seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and then act. Because that's how you, you act on his will. Like, if if I'm just going through the motions and I don't pray and I don't welcome the Holy Spirit into a situation, it's probably not going to go how it, you know what I'm saying, how it should. It's going to go how I think it should, and that's never the best way, bro. Always remember, thy will be done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just be real quick what I got to say. I think we're about to close it out. Um, But for, I don't know if you've been listening, and you're not at a point where you've experienced, if you haven't been attacked by Jesus Christ, and you haven't felt that holiness, and that love, and it's so much more than what a human could put into words, you know, in a little podcast, and so like, a lot of, like, you might just be listening off of pure faith, right, and you might be like, I don't know what these people are so up about, right, and you might even been praying, you might even be you know, doing more than you had ever done before, and you're like, I just am not getting, I'm not feeling it, whatever. My experience is it took a lot of time, and it took God's time before I actually was truly attacked by Jesus Christ, you know, and so I'll say continue on, because a lot of the stuff we're saying doesn't always, it's not really going to make a lot of sense until that happens, and then trust me, you could go back through all, all of our episodes, and you'll it'll be like new pair of glasses, dude, like you're seeing through a new lens, right? Yeah, for real. That's nuts. That's nuts. But, um, and that's, that's, uh, and I'm just saying that because yes, God doesn't make harder terms for people who seek him, but he's still going to do it on his time and he's going to reveal himself to you, right? Like you're not going to stumble upon him because you're, you know what I mean? Like he, when he, he's going to come to you, because he knows the right timing and his will is always perfect. It's not, you know, like th- it's a big thing in evangelist churches and I love it. It's a great part of the church at the end of every single um, service. They do the accept the spirit if you're new to the church, yada, yada. And I don't know if people think like that's, well, I've accepted the spirit. Now I just go to church for an hour once a week and life's great. It's like, that's not, that's not it at all. You know, it's like a continued race where you're running towards God full speed you know and then it's like you you'll you'll understand like why me Wally and the rest of the body of Christ the rest of the church runs towards God the way we do you know and so talking about abiding in Christ right is like it's not a chore you know it's not something that I don't go home and like dang I gotta you know read the Bible I'm like finally I get alone I get to be alone with God you know not always. Some days I'm tired. Some days has been a long day. Some days I'm like, but I, I got to do it because I know the end result is always this beautiful companionship. But just keep moving forward, like keep pushing. Right. And and Wally will do the prayer at the end. Right. For, you know, he always just does a fire prayer. I don't know exactly where he'll go that the spirit will lead it. But, you know, just keep pushing, keep moving along. Right. And then if you are a person Who's in a season where it's like you have felt that before and you're not getting it right now, because I've been there too. That's a real life thing. And it's not it's not necessarily that you're doing something wrong or that something you know is out of whack. Once again, it's God's timing and he knows what he's doing, right? Maybe he's asleep on the boat right now. Continue living in the faith and it's gonna come back, right? And it could be that you're doing something wrong, and it could be that you're not doing something you're supposed to be doing. So I won't say that's not it. But it also could be you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, and just right now, right, that attacking love isn't happening, you know. So just kind of keep moving with it, keep trying to abide in Christ, and it will come back. You'll, it'll sort itself out, kind of, you know. God's will is beyond me, and I can't explain it to every person. A lot of people sometimes like to ask me, you know, God questions because I can, you know, I have I have a way of speaking. I think it's saying things that are helpful, like even on this podcast and around people that I know, and um. Ooh, she done black' out done, right, but I don't have all the answers, but I can say that you know if that's where you're at there's there's nothing wrong, just continue doing what you what you know you're supposed to do it it'll God will come back and like you'll feel that presence again, you know it's not that he's not there, you just can't feel the presence,
0: yeah, and if you're you're feeling that like a presence, bro, keep going, keep fighting, God wants to see you he he wants us to be champions, you know what I'm saying. And if you're in the storm bro Embrace it Love it Be thankful for it Glorify him through it You know what I'm saying I wish I would've When I was in the storm I wasted so much time Shout out TCU We getting active tonight Some little mopeds Scooting by But I just I'm so grateful For my storm now And today If you're in the storm It's gonna sound stupid It's gonna sound corny You're gonna be like Oh it must be nice You got out of the storm Like when am I gonna get out Trust God bro Seek God stop being a little rhymes with snow and <laughs> my dog, I say it for real. <laughs> and tighten up, bro. You know bro, what I'm saying? Explicit out here, bro. Yeah, saying. We, we labeled it E for explicit. You're lucky I didn't say the real word. You're lucky my mom's listening, but <laughs> love you, mom. <laughs> no, I'm, and just like that, like my mom told me, she said, one day you're going to thank God for this season. You're going to thank God for this storm. And it's so true, bro. Now today I look back on that season where it took some hard work to really to really run after God. You know, there's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of little rocks that I stumbled on. Sometimes I fell hard, but I had to go through it all. And and sometimes that's what it takes. You might have to walk through some hard stuff, but just keep walking. And when things get tough, bro, run, run to Jesus, turn to him at all times, turn to prayer, turn to his word, find some people that are going to lift you up and that are going to build you up to Come together to build that foundation, you know what I'm saying, like you think one person built the pyramids, no, it was a whole squad, them boys was grinding brick by brick, you know what I'm saying, so just really really no, I'm no, I'm not even gonna repeat what Chris just said, but yeah, <laughs> no nah, bro, but just really, really stay after it, bro, continue to seek God, and you you won't regret it, bro, and one day, like Chris said, you're gonna scroll back through these episodes. And you're going to be like, wow, they weren't just crazy, bro. They just have really been touched by God. You know what I'm saying? And I just appreciate episodes like this, bro, because I feel like we just kept it real and relatable. And that's what God wants. He wants real relationship with us. So on that note, I'm just going to close this out with prayer. You know, same as usual. If you If you don't know Jesus yet and you would like to know him, if you would like to receive salvation, just close your eyes, bow your head, and just repeat after me. Dear God... I love you and I thank you. I thank you for the sacrifice that your son made. I believe that Jesus was on that cross. He died and rose three days later to save me, the broken sinner that I am. I thank you. I praise you. I love you. And God, I just pray for the person listening, God, that they would truly be touched by your spirit right now, God. I pray the spirit is flowing through the speaker straight into their heart, God, and that they would just be open to you, God. I pray that if it takes you breaking their heart down and building them back up in your love, Lord, that that's what the... That's what would happen God Your perfect will will always prevail God Thy will be done God I'm so grateful for this opportunity Lord To just speak of your almighty holy love Lord Jesus The grace that you are The power that you are God Is so much greater than anything I could comprehend God I love you and I praise you And we just are so grateful for this time Lord In your almighty name we pray Amen Man we just want to shout out everyone that has Tuned into the podcast That has given us feedback Showed us love and we just hope that you continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.